Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us. we got an outstanding show in store for you tonight as we are now just less than two weeks away. Uh, excuse me, three weeks away from the big election coming up on November 3rd. So we're going to have a great roundtable discussion about what is going to happen here for this election. And look at this. We've got five outstanding guests joining us. We've got producer AJ with us tonight. We've got Leon Francis, who sometimes is a just radio host that's all over the place and can do his thing. So thank you for joining us, Leon. We've got Scott Hannon, the host of What's On Your Mind Radio. We've got Cindy Gomez-Shemp from a Mexican Crossing Lines, bringing color to your airways, right, Cindy? That's right. And then we've got Bernie Erickson, our good friend, who um, I think is a Joe Biden fan and does some real estate in town as well. So we're going to have a fantastic discussion. I want to start here, guys, just jumping into the 2020 race. I want to share with all of you the latest from the real clear politics polling and really the battleground states. And you can see here, this is as of October 15th, but I mean, Florida, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, North Carolina, Arizona. Um, again, this is polling, but real clear politics has taken the averages. There's not one state there that shows Donald Trump in the lead at this point. And then earlier today, President Trump tweeted out, hey, poll numbers are looking very strong. Big crowds, great enthusiasm. He goes on to say massive red wave coming. We had the town halls last night. Um, Bernie, I'm going to start with you. When you look at what President Trump tweets out, that polling, what say you about November 3rd? Well, uh, first of all, I've, I think we've all heard a lot that the president does like to project a reality that he would like to see. So the fact that he uh, uh, communicated that the poll numbers were very much in his favor doesn't surprise me at all. Um, personally, I kind of checked out of issues quite a while ago just because it is so exhausting for the president to be in the news every single day about some shocking thing. I think I think the, the voters are just voting for um, some dignities and some peace and quiet in the market. And th and that's what they'd like to see. It's interesting you say that because on Twitter today you had uh, Archie Bunker and Mr. Rogers trending and Archie Bunker was the pseudonym for Donald Trump. Many people were like, hey, look, we we need Mr. Rogers right now. Welcome to the neighborhood kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. It's Twitter, but it's just sort of fun to see what's trending. Leon, we're going to go to you and get your take. Obviously, we had the, the two town halls last night as well. So if you want to bring those in the conversation, Leon, the floor is yours. Well, one, I love Archie Bunker. I mean, <laughs> I'm a huge fan. I think we need more of Archie Bunker in this country. People that tell it straight, Donald Trump does that. Uh, last night, I, I thought that Guthrie had her own agenda. I, I thought that she came there with a chip on her shoulder, and it didn't matter what Donald Trump did. Um, he was going to come off as the villain. I'm glad he, I think he handled it beautifully, though. I think she gave it her best shot, just like Democrats have been doing for three years running now. Um, 90 some odd percent negative uh, news stories about Trump. They can't knock him down. There's nothing that they, they can do. Red wave is coming. We will win this thing. The polls are not reflective of the energy of, of, of Trump nation, I'll say. Leon, I don't know how much of you saw that last night in our audience as well, but I just want you to know, Leon, that when you smile, you're very handsome. You have a very handsome smile. I know. You told me, like, you know, <laughs> you took me to dinner that time and you told me. <laughs> uh, 
because he brought Savannah in the conversation, producer AJ, I want to go to you and just get your take on uh, last night's town hall and, and where you see this election going. I don't know what town hall you guys saw. I saw a debate and I was really surprised yep. to hear Savannah Guthrie was running for president because she asked four <laughs> times, four times more questions than the people that were there for the town hall debate, wow. the voters. And my understanding of a town hall is that it's supposed to be the voters asking questions. So I was very disappointed that she ended up talking as much as she did and apparently interrupting President Trump an average of what, every 12 seconds. So I, I was not impressed at all with her. Um, I hate to say this, I don't like to generalize, you know that, but it seems to me like if she asked four times as many questions, is that because she's assuming the voters weren't going to ask the right questions? Like that the voters weren't coming with their best game? I mean, obviously there was a lot of questions that Joe Biden didn't get asked. He didn't get asked about Hunter and that's the biggest issue right now that everybody's paying attention to. So um, also let me note really quick, how interesting it was that if you notice at the end of Joe Biden's round or town hall, every single question went to commercial. Donald Trump talked for, I don't know how long between commercial breaks and Joe Biden got to a point where every single question after he answered it would go to commercial and then they would ask questions behind the commercial break and come back and tell you what he said. I did not notice that. So I guess, Anna, for you, I mean, we're still, you know, a couple of weeks away, a little more than a couple of weeks away, but, but where do you see this race ended up November 3rd? Yeah. Who honestly, who knows? Because if you look at polling, it was so far off in 2016. How do we even trust it? And at this point, I mean, we you just really don't know. People have already started voting. Hundreds of thousands of people have voted already. We've had one debate. Now we have these crazy roundtables that are so vastly different. You can't even compare them. Who knows what's even going to happen? And we may not have the results of the election until. I don't know, December, January? Gosh, don't say that. Scott, I want to go to you just because you've been doing this now for a long time. I just showed the polling at the top of the show. And yeah, you've got President Trump talking about a massive red wave. There's no doubt you, you watch his rallies. I mean, they're packed. There's thousands of people there. Nobody's there with enthusiasm for Joe Biden. Um, what say you about what you see happening come November 3rd, Scott? Well, first of all, we need to say what? We need to say that the polls that you showed are exactly what they were four years ago. All right. I mean, they're, they're, they're within spitting distance on uh, all of those of what they were four years ago. Uh, so a, a Biden win is about as likely as a Hillary win with that metric. Right. Number number two, uh, the big difference here is the Trump campaign has an incredible ground game that nobody's talking about. Are, are you aware that, that, uh, that basically the Biden folks said we're not going to do a ground game? They did it all virtual. And uh, they've done, you know, the, the whole contacts where there's actually a direct conversation with the voter are higher than they've ever been. And the, the most impressive thing is the voter registration. So if you go look at all these uh, you know, locations uh, they have where voter registration pushes are on, you, uh, you have uh, the, the Republicans outnumbering the Democrats on the amount of people they're putting in uh, for voter registration. That bodes well as well, and I don't think anybody's factoring that in. And if you've ever seen a breakdown of the people attending these rallies, the giant rallies, not, not the ones with the four people uh, and a, uh, you know, a little, uh, a little, uh, you know, funny little toy that you, you know, have left over from New Year's Eve uh, that the uh, Joe Biden campaign has. The, the, the Trump rallies, which are the incredible amount of enthusiasm, there's no doubt about it, are populated with at least, in all of them, at least a third Democrats. 
and a bunch of independents. Not good for the Democrats at all. It's going to be interesting to see with these uh, battleground states. Cindy, I want to get your assessment just on the town halls and the race, and I want to dive in specifically into more of the Latino vote in a moment as well. So what say you about the race and last night's town halls? Well, Chris, I think it was really unfortunate that we had town halls instead of a debate. And I agree with AJ. There was there was still a debate last night, but it was between <laughs> Biden and Trump. It was between Biden and the moderator. And I mean, look, the first time that they did a town hall style, uh, I don't think that it was as good for Trump. His forte is being amongst the crowd and being with people. Um, you've seen him in the rally since he's been out of Walter Reed. And, you know, frankly, I thought with the coronavirus scare that he and his family went through that there might not be as many people at his rallies, but whoa, was I wrong? I mean, the enthusiasm was out of control in Florida. You, you saw the rallies. Um, definitely that is where he is the best in the rally setting. So I think that, you know, the reason that we're comparing uh, on Twitter, um, Mr. Rogers to whoever that other dude is. Archie Bunker. The Archie Bunker is because we were able to see two different uh, town halls and that shouldn't have happened. We should have had a debate. Be sure and stay with us. we got much more coming up of our current events roundtable. As always, please share your point of view with us.